Welcome to another Transforming Your Money Mindset. Richard Pyatt here. We're back with Coach Michelle Coy, where we talk about exactly that, changing your relationship with money for the better. We know, well, certainly Michelle knows, this is a transformation that takes place, and we have spent the last, let's see, 21 episodes. This is 22, Michelle. 21 episodes we've done talking about various aspects of doing this, helping you recognize some of the root causes of the relationship you may already have with money that you're trying to transform. But certainly if you've clicked on this, it's because you've seen that title and it resonates with you. And now we're going to throw another uh, wrench note, but we're going to throw another uh, topic at you that really does hit right at the bullseye when it comes to um, your relationship with money. Michelle, welcome back. Thank you, Richard. Boy, that guy talks a lot when he starts this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Today, we're talking about easing into the holidays, how to incorporate holiday spending into your money mindset. I will be the first to stand up and say, this does stress me out sometimes uh, when you say, oh, man, you know, uh, some of the summertime expenses are going to gonna drift away now. Ah, and then all of a sudden it's Halloween and Thanksgiving, and, and we know what comes after that, Michelle. <laughs> That's right. It's Christmas time. You know, the stores start reminding us of Christmas when Halloween isn't even over with. Oh, man, that is the truth. I had a meeting in September with a client. And we were joking about that. And I said, I have to go to a big box store from here. I'll bet there'll be Christmas stuff out. And there was. And that was September. Yes. Especially in September, after the kids have started back at school, we're thinking, how the heck am I going to save money for my Christmas spending, my holiday spending? I mean, Thanksgiving is a big holiday as well. There's a lot of travel. It's getting the family together. Somebody just told me that they were getting a 25-pound turkey, and it's $155 this year. Oh, my word. I mean, not just Christmas that we have to think about. I know I have a girlfriend that has to travel to her family. Is it better to fly or drive? Mm-hmm. And trying to incorporate those expenses, and she started thinking about it in July. Oh, my. Because Thanksgiving is her favorite holiday. And so incorporating all of these spending habits into your budget. And are you, are you remembering that these year-end expenses are just as big as that back-to-school shopping? And oftentimes we forget. It's easy to forget or be reminded and not have that much time to start gathering all that funding or thinking about how am I going to spend my money? Sure. And and if we didn't start thinking about it in July, <laughs> and <laughs> I, I would wager most of us didn't. Here it is later in, in the fall or well, close to being later in the fall. And now we're just starting to think about it. That puts even more pressure on it, doesn't it? Yes. One of the things is, you know, banks no longer have those Christmas clubs that people were used to having. Right. Um, I actually just ran into a client that does have one. However, she said, you know what? It's not enough to cover what I normally spend at Christmas. Mm. She isn't even thinking about Thanksgiving when she's cooking for her big, her large family and everybody's coming. Right. 
And so how can you start to think about this? One of the big tools is either put it as a line item in your budget or begin to think about setting up a separate fund at a separate bank for your holiday spending. Because when it's right there in that same bank, how easy is it for you to transfer that money quickly from that, you know, that Christmas fund into your checkbook because you had an emergency? Interesting. I've noticed, too, that uh, my financial institution does allow you to zap some money off to a different account at a different institution. I think they're getting a little bit more agreeable with each other on such things. So even if you did set it up at another bank and have that access in your current bank to send that over, you're not seeing the balance of that when you open your your main bank's app, right, and look at your balances. So that still is a mind thing, isn't it? We're We're trying to remove it from our daily viewing so that it's uh, not tempting. Is that fair to say? Very fair to say. And I mean, I would even encourage you just as you're putting money in a 401k, have a certain amount come out of your paycheck to go to that separate account. So you don't even have to think about it because you don't see it come through in your paycheck as well. You know, that that's not a, a joke. That really does work well. I've done that in the past with uh, various things, and uh, it, it is true. Those things zip right out of there. I guess a good example of that might be, for example, one thing I did was the United Way, for example, was mm-hmm. making a donation. My employer was a contributor. So it, you could set it up so that your your contribution came right out of your check. And you don't even miss it. And they're not kidding about that. It little amount of time, it's kind of nice. This is a similar thing. You can set up that separate account in that bank and off it goes. And you don't see that. And even now, would you say fairly close to the holidays? It's not too late, right? No, it's never too late. You can start just simply $25 a week. Over a 52-week period, that's $1,300. That's $1,300 you don't have to put on a credit card right now. Yeah. You're going to have to pay interest with. Or it's $1,300 that isn't coming due in January when the heat is a huge expense, at least here in Michigan, with the colder temperatures coming or the car breaks down unexpectedly, or you're paying for that snow plowing service. So there's other expenses to start thinking about that happen over the winter months where also our holidays fall. Right. That's an excellent point. Um, We think about it sometimes as uh, I got to get to the holidays, but the ripple effects happen after that. And uh, you you get sort of... uh, a rude awakening in January after all that's over. So it really does mean it affects you in the succeeding months. Yes. And who wants to start their, their new year out with a bunch of debt or thinking about how am I going to pay for what I just spent at Christmas or, you know, you're not having a spending limit. I mean, I just, 
I just remember talking to somebody recently and it's their son's birthday. And she goes, well, I got to go figure out all the stuff I bought on Amazon over the last couple months to see if, if I have enough for their Christmas and birthday. And oh, I'm like, boy. wow, that's crazy. You have to pull things out. How much did you spend? Did you have a set spending limit? Uh-huh. That's where a lot of people get in trouble is they don't have that set spending limit. They just randomly go purchase things. I'm at the store. Oh, Mrs. Smith might like this or little Joey's teacher. We got to buy for them. And before you know it, you go get in your stash and little Joey's teacher's got five different items that you didn't realize because you didn't have a set spending. You didn't identify what you had already purchased for other people. So that might be an idea is have like a journal or a notebook, just something to keep track of what you're actually spending, because this becomes where you're not mindful and intentional and you tend to get really wasteful. Well, so there's the second point that you're making in this whole thing, uh, easing into the holidays, how to incorporate holiday spending. Uh, I think what you're saying really is you can't just dive in without a plan. And if we've heard you over the last 21 and a half episodes, the notion here is that's really true across the whole board. If you're going to transform your money mindset, you've got to open your eyes and see what's really going on and then begin to develop a plan to deal with it. So this is more zoomed in, right? We're talking about holiday spending, but it's the same thing. We, we need to have a plan and not be a completely unaware of what we intend to do when we walk into the store or we open the Amazon app or however you're doing that. It's very true because if you really think about it, the most time that people are unaware and not mindful about how they spend tend to be during the holidays. We're allowing our emotions get in the way. Mm. You know, we get really excited because we're going to see Aunt Jane for the first time and two years and we got to bring Aunt Jane a gift or we're going to a potluck or several potlucks. We have to think about this. I mean, you have to incorporate those holiday parties, um, those parties with friends and family. It starts to add up when, you know, this week we have to bring a potluck and it's an extra $20, $30 to the grocery bill. Or next week we're bringing, we have to buy the turkey because we're cooking. Mm-hmm. You have to start thinking about all these little pieces. And the holiday time is when we tend to forget everything that really goes into what the holidays mean to us. So let me ask you this. Somebody does this and they create their budget. They become mindful about what they might be spending over the next several weeks to uh, reach those holiday goals. What if they look at that and say, there's no way I'm going to do this. There's no way I can handle all of this. Boy, there's a lot of emotion tied up in that too, right? The, uh, the inability to do everything you want to do when the holidays are coming. So what if you're, that's the result you have, you make the list, you say, I, I'm, there's no way this is going to happen. How do you navigate that? So I challenge you to think, what can you do? Because often we so often just go to the what we can't do. Uh So what can you do? So for family, is there something that you could do that doesn't involve money? 
could you say an IOU maybe? Like, I would like to babysit your kids so that you guys can enjoy a night out. Mm. Or is there something that you have talent with that you could make gifts for people? I always enjoy the holiday cookie box that my mom tends to make for me. Or sometimes the most meaningful gift is just you spending time with your loved ones. It's not necessarily what you give them. It's how you're spending the time with them. I'm really encouraging you to ask Aunt Betty, what would she really like? And you may be surprised Aunt Betty may just like an hour of your time mm-hmm. when she's lonely in the you know the winter months and would just love a one hour conversation with you or for you to go over there and have tea with her or go out to dinner or lunch at a later date. It's really interesting you say that because I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine this weekend and she was talking about her mother. Uh, her mother's elderly. She typically says to the children, I don't need anything. I don't want anything. It's okay. This year, she said to them, I want an hour of your time, each of you, mm. per month, I think, was the uh, was the request. So this is exactly what you're talking about, the idea that uh, someone might find something valuable that isn't of a monetary derivation, that you don't have to go buy it to give it to them. Yes. I remember as I was going through this phase of wanting to downsize, and I didn't want stuff. And my mother-in-law is always insistent on buying us stuff. So we started asking for toilet paper, paper towels, oil <laughs> changes, anything that was useful to us that didn't require something else being added to our home. Uh-huh. And so think about that. Is there something that the kids or grandkids could use that is a little bit more meaningful? And I'm just going to do that as a sneak peek, because that's going to be what we talk about in our next episode about the stuff versus what is more meaningful. So I encourage you to tune in because we're going to be talking about that in the next episode. Yeah. You read my mind. I was about to say the same thing that, uh, so there are some ideas about, uh, trying to incorporate holiday spending into your money mindset and coming up in the next episode, it is not about stuff. More meaningful spending is the discussion that we'll be having with Coach Michelle Coy. So uh, take those things to heart. Think about some of the things Michelle has mentioned. And by the way, if you uh, have uh, some stress associated with this thinking or with your money mindset in general, uh, scroll down in the show notes and click on the link to Michelle's website. Learn more about her. And there is also a link to her calendar there, and she will meet with you to uh, have an initial conversation that helps understand what it might take to get you to uh, transform your money mindset. This is how you do it, right, Michelle? You have that initial conversation. Exactly. And we can help find solutions to your problems. If you don't have enough money over the holidays, what can you do? And I will challenge you to figure out some alternative ways you can still give and feel that you have given with intention. Think about that and click on the link in the show notes to connect with Coach Michelle Coy. Transforming your money mindset. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Michelle. 
Thank you, Richard. 